coming to you live on tape from the beautiful Campbell Bell Building on the Square in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Adam Robison, and you have landed on another edition of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, the place where excellent people of Northwest Arkansas come to hear about excellent things. And guys, today we have a wonderful guest in studio uh, by the name of Caesar Garcia. Caesar is with American National Insurance, and if you know him, uh, you know that uh, once you've once you've met Caesar, you're never quite the same. Name. Uh, but before we get into our conversation with Caesar, uh, we, we've been we've been chilling and kind of visiting for about forty five minutes before we press record. So I'm excited about what you're going to hear in the next few minutes, man. I just want to give a shout out to uh, our friends over at Legal Shield. Listen, folks, if you are looking to have a lawyer on retainer, there is not a more cost effective way to do that. For all of my small business owners and professionals out there that are listening, we know that sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, getting things like a lawyer and other business services can just be a little expensive, and so we'll have to go without sometimes. With Legal Shield, for just twenty nine ninety nine a month, you can have access to an attorney that is going to be by your side whenever you need to have a letter drafted, whenever you need to have some sort of agreement put together, or or whatever else your business may use an attorney for. That's what's happening when you partner with Legal Shield, and we've got your connection right. Right here at Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. So if you want to go ahead and shoot me an email, adam at nwabrx.com, adam at nwabrx.com. And one more time for good measure, that's adam at nwabrx.com. We will connect you with our good friends over at Legal Shield and we'll make sure that you have the protection that you need. So Let's go ahead and jump into our episode today. Caesar, welcome to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, and welcome to a podcast on the big comfy couch, man. How you doing today? Good. 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 Great. How's the, how's the couch treating you over there? Dude, like this couch reminds me of another couch I used to sit on. I am. And like my cheeks are just remembering, like my cheeks are, are <laughs> you reminiscing. Some, you got some cheek memory going yeah, on over there? Yeah, like. My, my butt's remembering. Dude, I love that. I'm glad that you're having a reminiscent experience, even though you've never been on that particular couch before. That's uh, that's an awesome thing. Um, Caesar. so you've been in the insurance business for a little while. Just in case there's one person in the Northwest Arkansas corridor that doesn't know who Caesar Garcia is, go ahead and give us that elevator speech about who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into our topic for today. Oh, my elevator speech sucks. Um <laughs> Uh, so if you're looking for uh, if you're looking to benefit from someone's death, uh, give me a call for life insurance. So there's that. There's that. And also, if you're starting a business, we do like to work closely with um, business owners. Um, honestly, for auto and home, it, just find an agent you like. Everyone's the same now. Prices are no longer an issue because everyone's high. Um, just find an agent that you really connect with and who will answer your questions and make you feel comfortable and knowledgeable as you leave the office with your coverages, um, because like I said, the price is no longer on the table. Everyone's too high. 
Yeah. Every, the, the insurance industry has just been changing right before our eyes these last few months. And so um, I know that uh, uh, you're one of a, a few agents that we've, that we've had in here from American National, and they've been telling us about this this change in the industry and whatnot. And so um, just appreciate you being here today. Thanks for being so generous with your time. Um, I know that uh, one of the things, the reason why you're here today is we ended up on the phone the other day, first time we'd ever spoke to each other. And we actually ended up started we, we started talking about how people need to be and act like they're genuine selves, but there seems to be a fear of doing that. And so you have a very unique approach to, I don't know, uh, communication, relationships. You kind of get you, you give people uh, that bitter pill of truth when you're talking to them. And I'm curious, how does that work for you? So I'm not a pill. I'm more of a suppository. Um, uh, I don't. It works well. Um, some people like it. A lot of people don't. But the people that don't like it, more than likely, don't like to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's how. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah. So you you had said in our conversation one of the things that kind of tipped the conversation off was you said you know people just uh, they aren't there true authentic selves they just sort of yes ma'am no sir or they they play the game and they and they don't really let or flex their identity right yeah so um where are you seeing this like go ahead and uh, just share the observations that we were having as we had this conversation so uh, a lot of the times i see people who are well well i mean the one thing that we know is business um i feel like there's a lot of business owners who are who aren't being genuine about the difficulty when it comes to being a business owner Mm -hmm. everyone acts like they're making it and and that's not true i think a lot of people are hurting but they don't want other people to know that they're hurting um so i think that's where keeping up with the joneses comes in where they're just saying oh you know work is going great but is it though (laughs) um and then when instead of saying you know actually it's kind of slow um you never know who you might miss a connection with. Right. Like I have um I have a friend who's a, a mortgage lender and he he's told me he's starting to do podcasts and he's not podcasts, sorry, he's starting to do videos. And I'm like, dude, I was like, everyone does videos. I don't I don't stop to watch someone's video. Why mm-hmm. would why would anyone stop to watch yours? Um so like with that, I told him I was like, you, you should talk to hairdressers. And he's like, why? All they do is for 12 hours a day, cut hair and talk to people. Yeah. And if they say, oh, I'm thinking about buying a house eventually, then you have a potential connection there that you would have never thought about. And you're going to be ahead of someone that isn't talking to someone like that. So without talking to other people, you might never know what you're missing out on. And the biggest discoveries, even in the like the medical field and every other field, have been made at from people outside that actual field. That's interesting. Wow. So, yeah. So, and that's really, I think, where you and I kind of started talking and thought, hey, there might be a podcast episode in this because people don't share how they're really feeling, right? Like, especially when it comes to business owners. I, I network every week at, at two particular sites. One of them is uh, a group that, that costs a little bit of money to be a part of. And then the other one's a free group and at both groups, regardless of how much money or, or the not money being paid into the group, you have people who are struggling with their own persona in the room because 
it's very rare that someone gives us an authentic, true image of themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to press record on this conversation was, uh, I mean, you you give people the truth, even if it hurts a little bit, because you realize there's consequences on the on the other end of of, of shortening that truth down, right? Yes. It would, am I, I don't want to I don't no, want to misrepresent no, your ideas. No, you're no. That's that's pretty accurate, and it's. And it's not that you're doing the truth to hurt the feelings. You just, you know, no one, probably they haven't heard the truth in a while. And, you know, if, if someone's, you know, if someone's doing the same thing over and over and you, you notice that it's like not working out, what, what's so bad about saying, hey, like, try it this way instead, that might be better for you. And if, if they decide to take that criticism or critique and do something with it, then that means they were wanting some help. But if they decide to keep doing it until they fell, they obviously didn't want to hear the truth from someone else. And it's, it's just, I don't know. Certain people will accept it. Certain people won't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, uh, I, I confess to you before we went on the air that I, I struggle with imposter syndrome, right? I, I really begin to uh, seriously wonder, like, when's somebody going to come and take these podcast keys away from me? Because there's got to be 85 people that can do it better than me, right? But then I look outside the door and realize I'm the only one that's here. So I better just give it the very best that I've got. Yeah. Do you ever struggle with with wondering if what you give is good enough? Or is that not an area of concern for you? I think that's all the time. And I think if you don't question whether or not what you're giving is all that you're giving, then you're you're not being true to yourself. Because if 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 you can do better, why don't you? Mm-hmm. And you know, if instead of like half-assing something, full asset, you know, put both cheeks into it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Because I gear down the ass, man. Get your ass in it, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then I have recently also figured out what imposter syndrome was, and and it it is it is weird when you finally realize. But it's it's you do have to really just like bear down and do what you need to do, and do it if not for yourself, do it for the people that depend on you. Yeah, you you were sharing that with me before we went on the air. Explain explain what you're talking about there. Oh, yeah, so um, so I'm not uh, I'm single. I'm kidding. I'm not single. So I have a I have a girlfriend, and then um, my I work hard because I think not that I deserve to drive in a Lamborghini in the future. I don't have one now, but she deserves to ride in one. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to own one, but she deserves to ride in one. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve a massive house, but she does. You know, she deserves everything that she will hopefully have coming to her. Yeah. Um, and the imposter syndrome kind of kept me thinking, like, who am I to have a nice car? Who am I to have a nice house? Who am I to have anything like this? And and then I realized it's not about me. It's about the people around me. And even if it's, you know, even if it's a nice house, maybe my mom deserves to like retire and be able to live with us in a nice house. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely something where I project what I want onto other people because I know people would want that. Right. And I'll work hard to get them that. See, and that's so good. Um, I remember, uh, uh, I told you, I've never been a salesperson before business radio X. I've, I've never done sales. I've actively avoided sales jobs, even though I know salesmen make pretty decent money, right? In, in, in a given market. <laughs> and so, 
And so with, with imposter syndrome, I've never felt comfortable in a sales position. Um, I feel comfortable working here at Business Radio X because I truly believe it's the best dollar, marketing dollar people can spend. And, and I know that I believe that because I can sell this stuff without having to feel like my integrity is on the line or I'm having to convince people to do something they really don't want to do. Um, but as I was listening uh, a few months ago to another podcast on um, imposter syndrome, the gentleman that was on the podcast had said, so you feel like you don't measure up. And then he asked this question. He said, to who? Who are the members of the shitty committee in your head that you don't measure up to? And I still don't have an answer to that question. And so when I'm fighting imposter syndrome, I'm going, wow, okay, there's really nobody that I don't measure up to. What I'm saying is I don't measure up to myself, and that's just kind of silly. And so it's very interesting when I look at um, imposter syndrome. That's what I use to feel better about it. But I think you have another possibility here with the whole like hey if you don't love yourself enough to give yourself to make decisions to give yourself the best love the people that are in your life enough to give them what's the very best i really like that yeah because i mean like a lot of almost every business owner will know like if you are in business that means you guys decided to take a financial leap and your significant other is probably picking up a lot of the slack so if if their commitment to allow you to pursue a career in like as an entrepreneur isn't enough to show you that they love you, like what is? Mm. Because this, you know, there there have been some ramen noodle lunches. Yeah, lie. yeah, like, no so. doubt. No, me and my wife have had some ramen noodle lunches too. You know, but no one's going to admit to that. Everyone's going to be talking about Chipotle, uh-huh. and here I am representing Taco Bell dollar, right. dollar burritos. Because no one fails, no one on social media is failing, right? You know, I've never, I, I would, I, I would like even TV shows. You, you see hot people finding love, but you know what? Like, show me someone who's like four hundred pounds who can't find a wife, and then like just like Bachelor, but extra large edition. Yeah, like, I would watch that. Because, yeah, but it's like, but no one wants to see the failures, right? They just want to see the good-looking people doing good. Yeah. Because that makes them feel happy. Well, and it's sad because when you look at networks like TLC and, and other places where they do have like my 600-pound sister or my my 800-pound life or something like that, it, it's not really to shine a light. In my opinion, it doesn't feel like they're shining a light on a disease. It's like they're they're throwing lights on the circus and, and sort of exploiting it and, yeah. and making money off of it. And I'm just like, boy, I don't see where this is helping anybody. Well, it boosts your ego. Like every time I watch that show, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't need to lose weight. I'm not that big. Yet. Right. You and start, it, and start it, feeling real good about yourself, yeah. don't you? So you, you're not a failure anymore. Oh, okay. So that's why people watch dumpster fires. People, people will go out when they hear a like tire screech because they want to see something bad because they want to make like they want to see someone else's life be worse than theirs. Hmm. And that is what is wrong with people because they're not trying. They don't want to admit that their life is a dumpster fire. They want to see the bigger dumpster fire and then compare the lack of dumpster fire on their side. Well, that's true. You know, um, 
I was a high school principal from 2007 to 2011, and that was right as iPhone was getting its big start. Um, and so, you know, it really hadn't been that long, the the uh, invasion of phones in our pockets. But I remember just as I was re- resigning the principalship, that was when kids would were just starting to pull out their phones during fights, and instead oh. of you know like breaking up student fights, they'd pull out their phones so that they could catch the video of it. And I guess I I'm, I don't know if it was going to YouTube in two thousand seven or somewhere else. I don't know. Star. Right? Uh, yeah. My my uh, what's that? MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Something like that. Um, who knows where it was going in two thousand seven? But instead of breaking up a fight, they're they're holding up the camera, and I'm just like, dude, that tell something about who we are we we almost we want to glamorize people's struggles and failures um but we don't really give them a place to take those struggles and failures because when they take them to the public marketplace of ideas nobody's talking about the fact that when they get to work on eight thirty on a tuesday morning or whatever time they have to be at work they barely made it today because they were arguing with their spouse or their kid was giving them hell and wouldn't get out of bed. Like, we don't talk about the tough stuff. And so I think we're not really helping each other get better is what it feels like. I don't know. What do you think? No, it's true. Because maybe someone someone has gone through what you're going through and then they can relate and provide guidance. Like, they're saying that we're losing a ton of information with the older generation dying it is because they have a lot of knowledge and every generation of every person, actually, not just generational, every person has an experience that you've not gone through and you might need that person's wisdom right then and there. Mm-hmm. Maybe your, your daughter has been like, um, you know, getting like, what is it when they leave the house at the moment? Oh, it's like empty nest. No, what is it? It's like they're, um. Oh, they're, they're agoraphobia. No, they leave the house. They're just, they're just like <laughs> leaving the house in the middle of the night when they shouldn't leave the house. What's that uh, called? Sneaking out. Sneaking out. Oh, I was trying to be all clinical for you. Okay. No, that's how, that's how uncool I was. I never snuck out. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. like, what if someone's scared. had a? What if someone had a, a a situation where like, hey, like my daughter was sneaking out, and this is how I had to handle it. And because you never know, like this guy might be just yelling at her, telling her that she's going to get kidnapped. And this other guy's like, hey, you know, like, I just had to talk to my daughter because she got, you know, stopped by the cops and this mm-hmm. and this happened. You know, then it's like, hey, get them together. And it's like, hey, why did you sneak out all this and this? And why did you stop? Because of this. Hmm. But people don't just don't communicate. They don't yeah. communicate. And but they, because they don't want you to know that they're having a rambunctious child or Mm-hmm. You know, even, because somehow that's failing, right? That's failing. And yeah. like even even like moms with like a kid. I know moms are over, are stressed out. I've been around a kid and like five minutes in, I'm like, oh, like my my ovaries are getting tied. Um, <laughs> but you see they they struggle all the time. And then all they post on like social media is like, guys, like I have an angel. But it's like but no one tells them like, hey. You're, you're doing a good job. Even even if you're struggling, like you're doing a good job as a mom, mm-hmm. but no one's going to tell them that because they're not going to see the struggle to ju- like let them justify like, hey, mm-hmm. you yelled at your kid, but that's fine. You're stressed out. You can you can yeah. be stressed out. Well, and the funny thing is, is when you do finally meet somebody who is authentically themselves and they aren't worried about how you're going to react to what they say because they're OK, whether you like them or not, like. 
when you do finally get to meet those people, it's really refreshing when you get a dose of authenticity, uh, a dose of realness, because we all have the ability to sniff out BS from the genuine article. But we all seem to think that we're better at BSing than others, and so we still try to push off the same lie. So we're running out of time for this podcast. Tell me, what do you think? How how can someone represent their real, true, authentic self? And if they don't have the courage, what do you think are some action steps that might help them find it? I think lowering or lessening your friend circle would allow you to open up to more people. Okay. Now, I'd love for you to go into more explanation about this because off the air you had said that you intentionally keep your friend circle pretty small. So what do you mean by that? Um, just the, the – okay, so a friend friend is overused now. Friend is obviously overused. Hmm. Um, well, if there are people who – who can you call at 2 in the morning because you're stuck on the side of the road? Right. You know, I have 2,300 friends on Facebook. I can I can probably call three or four of them to come pick me up on, off the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So those aren't friends. Um, but if you allow if you allow yourself to be vulnerable just a little bit, so don't you don't have to be vulnerable 24 seven. You just have to be vulnerable for five minutes with that one person. Make That's it like it. ten total people. You don't mm-hmm. have to be. You know, you, I don't need you to be vulnerable the whole time. But find some people that you know are pretty ride or die and let them know like, hey, you know what? This is what I've been going through. This is what's on my mind. This is this is an insecurity that I have. This is what I've noticed about myself. And if they're a good friend, one, they might not justify what you said or they might. But then they'll tell you like, oh, I've noticed this too. Do you need me to help you out with anything? And it, it, it becomes a lot easier when you have a support group, like a network of friends that – you know, if, if you are having a hard time getting through a, a rough patch, you just went through a, you know, a breakup, you know, drugs and alcohol can only get you so far. True. But uh, a friend might be the one that call, talks you off the ledge. Man, that's so good. That's so good. And I think well-timed words uh, just with some of the other podcasts we've been filming um, because we're really – in the vein right now of, of telling some survivor stories. And, and that's pretty cool. You know, people who have been through addiction, people who have been through cancer, like we're, we, we just seem to be tuning in to these folks who have been surviving something. And, you know, I never really thought about it, but, uh, but if, if you struggle with yourself and who you are and the value you bring to business or a business setting, uh, or even your job, like, that can become a great big deal, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 personal battle. Um, I know my wife. I love her so much. She works at Clear Spring Schools up in Eureka, and uh, she has on the back of her visor, um, a, on a postcard, she had to write, "They hired you." And every time she feels insecure about work, she just pulls down that that um, sun flap and. Uh, sees the words and it just kind of refills her heart do you have anything when when you feel shaken or when you feel stirred or something gets under your skin i imagine it doesn't happen often um but do you have something that just fires you up and gets you pointed back in the right direction yeah um don't expect anything in return i guess i think that's what happens a lot is we expect to help someone in in 
to cash in that favor later on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should cash in favors. Mm-hmm. I think a favor should be, it's not a favor if you're trying to cash it in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah, that's, that's all I think about is, cause I mean, there might be a time where, you know, your friend will have to help you with a bill. So they'll be, you know, you know, yeah. they're, they're paying for something and that's another person you, you, you know, you want to keep close and uh, whose opinion would matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it. Okay. If, you know, Okay. Well, Caesar, we're out of time here for this week. I know I've said that a few times, but I've really enjoyed talking to you, man. We got to close it up. If there are people out there that want to find out more about the Garcia Agency or Caesar Garcia, I'm sure there's websites, socials. Go ahead and tell us how to get connected with you. Uh, so my only fans is I'm just kidding. <laughs> I- <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm just on Facebook. I'm so glad you're kidding, my friend. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Um, I just have Facebook. I really don't have any other social media. Okay. Yeah, I don't keep up with that. Okay. So just look up Caesar Garcia on Facebook. Yeah, and I, I've been told I look exactly like my picture, which I don't know if it's an insult or a compliment. Yeah. But if it looks like a Mexican Asian, that's me. Yeah, I would. Yeah. okay. that's that's interesting. I don't know how sensitive or insensitive that is, but I guess since you're saying it yourself, it's probably okay, Right. Okay. So, yeah. Who knows? Um, All right. So for Cesar Garcia with the Garcia Agency and American National Insurance, guys, my name is Adam Robison. This has been another uh, riveting edition of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. We will see you next time.